0: And her pink and blue oil lily sweater and jeans clashed with her bright red clogs. Worst of all was her expression. Easy to read on a face as flat as an artist's palette with troubled blue eyes set wide over a small nose and thin lips pressed unhappily together. Judy tried to shake off her bad mood. When the elevator halted and the door slid open with a ping, Rosato and Annunzio LLC read the shiny brass plaque and she crossed the reception area, empty of clients on a Saturday morning. The office was quiet, but Judy knew she wouldn't be the only one in, because lawyers regarded weekends as a chance to work uninterrupted, which was their version of relaxing. She heard her cell phone ringing and slid it from her pocket because she'd been playing phone tag with a client, Linda Adler. She checked the screen, but it read mom calling with a faceless blue shadow. Judy had never bothered to put in a profile picture for her mother because the shadow seemed oddly perfect. Judy had grown up a Navy brat, but her family never developed the the us-against-the-world closeness of a typical military family. The carriers moved, skied, and hiked together, but their activities were a sort of parallel play for adults, and now they scattered all over the globe and emailed each other's photos of themselves moving, skiing, and hiking. Judy clicked ignore, and returned the phone to her pocket. She rounded the corner to the hallway and brightened at the sight of her best friend, Mary D'Annunzio, who turned when she spotted Judy and came hustling down the hall toward her, grinning from ear to ear. Mary had recently made partner, becoming Judy's boss, but neither of them knew how that would play out over time. Judy avoided thinking about it. And in any event, Mary made the most adorable boss ever in her tortoiseshell glasses navy sweater, jeans, and loafers, with her little legs churning and her light brown ponytail bouncing. Judy, I was waiting for you. I have great news. Mary reached her, light brown eyes warm with anticipation. Hi, cutie. Tell me. Judy entered her office, and Mary followed her excitedly inside. Actually, I have great news and even greater news. Which do you want first? The great news will start slow. Judy slid her woven purse from her shoulder, Tossed it onto the credenza and went around to her chair. She sat down behind a desk cluttered with a laptop, case correspondence, a magic eight ball, ripped Splenda packets, and an empty can of Diet Coke. Law books, case reporters, notes, and files stuffed her bookshelves. She was going for creative clutter, but lately worried she was entering hoarder territory. First, I have breaking wedding news. Mary leaned back against the credenza, flushed with happiness. You remember I told you about the high-end salon, Jatem? Yes. Judy was going to be maid of honor at Mary's wedding, though she'd never been in a bridal party before. She was studying by watching bride shows on cable, but none of them told her that being maid of honor was like being executor of a vast and complicated estate without the fee. They had a cancellation, so I got an appointment next Friday night. Can you come? Of course. Judy had already been to two bridal shops and seen Mary try on a zillion wedding dresses. But they all looked the same to her like vanilla soft serve without the cone. They have Vera Wang and all the big names. Cool. Judy kept her smile in place, but wondered why she felt so negative, the Debbie Downer of bridesmaids. She wasn't jealous that Mary was getting married, but she wished she had what Mary had, which wasn't the same thing. It was more that Mary was moving forward already a partner and soon a wife, while Judy got left behind, stuck. Judy didn't know how to get herself to the next level or what she was doing wrong. She'd always been on top, earned the best grades at school, and succeeded at work. But now she sensed she was blowing her lead at life. You don't mind going to a third shop, do you? My mother will be there. Great, Judy answered, meaning it since she was closer to Mary's mother than her own. The denunzios were warm and loving South Philly Italians, so they'd practically adopted her, whereupon she'd permanently gained ten pounds. The only problem is that I put a deposit on the veil at David's Bridal, and I can't know if it will go with the dresses at Jitem.